We've got Empowerista Alex Worley in the studio, a celebrity wedding, and guys, the Fuck Mary Kill app is real. All this on It's Complicated. Powered by Ink. You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts, Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli, coming to you live from the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Shimmy it out. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jen. Hello, everybody. Hola. Hi. Ola. Yeah. Olita. I thought I'd get sassy. I like it. Uh, Today we have the Empowerista of all Empoweristas. Everyone, Alex Worley is live in the AfterBuzz TV studio with us. Alex Worley is an American TV host, actress, and former Miss Wisconsin USA. Um, Yeah. She is best known for co-hosting the 2015 Miss USA pageant. So we're going to talk to her about like being a contestant and then hosting the show. And um, Alex started modeling when she was the tender age of nine years old. So she has been doing this forever. And she is, like we said, an empowerista, which we will explain more about. We sure will. And she currently wears a lot of hats. As we mentioned, she, you know, hosted the Miss USA pageant. Mm-hmm. She has been a pageant person herself. Mm-hmm. But she's really known for being a storyteller because she's been a TV host. Uh, she's been an actress. She's also been a public speaker. You may have actually seen Alex as a host on Eye Opener. That is a show out of Oklahoma City. But you probably recognize her from her new show that she does with Focus Magazine. Every week she interviews Empowerista-type ladies. Yes. And she's also been named as one of L.A. Business Journal's 20 in their 20s. That's exciting. Yeah, that she's still in her 20s. I was going (laughs) to say, and that she's still in her effing 20s. Damn her. Ah, Ah. Alex does it all. And you know what? We are the girls that support. We're Empoweristas, too. And we love Alex for, like, how great she is and how amazing all the hats she wears. And she does it all and manages to stay grounded and positive. She has a wonderful husband and a successful career. And we need this Empowerista to tell us how it's done. Mm-hmm. Empower us, Alex. But first, we're going to fill you guys in on our dirty laundry. Oh, boy. Because we were off for a week, so a lot has happened. Oh, yeah. Um, Thanksgiving was amazing. Oh, my God. Um, I finished all of my Christmas shopping. Not some. All of it. I can't even, even start it. I mean, it was amazing. I got it done Friday, Saturday, Monday, and that's it. It's all it's all arriving this week. It will all go into my present basket that You're I collect. Giving me anxiety now. And then all I have to do is wrap it. I actually need wrapping paper. That might be the only stress I have That's... is that I want like the perfect wrapping paper to go with my perfect present. What? Who cares? I care because it's the thing that like opens the you know. I know. Just go to the ninety nine cent store. They probably have cute stuff. Uh uh-uh. uh Okay. No. All right. No. All right. Um. Also, I was having a conversation with a gentleman on a dating app, mm. and it pushed me over the limit because. I think what threw a lot of people off in the, my past dating career was that my <laughs> host, I mean, my, my job says that I'm a host yeah. of a podcast for then they ask me what podcast and they're like, what are you going to talk about? And I'm like dating and relationships. And then that should say like anal sex or something. No, no. Even that will just spiral out of control as it has in the past with this damn job description I had. So I had to change it because I was finding that men were asking me for advice or telling me about all their dating woes. And I'm like, hello? 
Hello, yeah. uh, do you want to date me or do you want? My, no. uh, this is not dear Abby. No, this is date me, so what'd Jen. You, so would like, you change it? Uh, it to. now says that I do social media because I also do social media for this glorious show that we're on. So it's like, okay, well, now ask me yeah. about social media. And then you can get into the fact that you host a show that's about dating and relationships. Later, once we're on the date and we're in person and we've, did, like, discovered, basically. <laughs> After, like, the first 30 minutes of date, sex, now oh, conversation. That happens, it happens in the first 30 right. minutes, usually. And then we talk about what I really do for a career. Oh, my God. I that know. sounds dirty. You know? So, yeah, I actually did change it on all six dating apps that wow. I'm on. Um, and I think things are going better for me. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. Um, so that happened. I think that was a very crucial moment of my week. Um, I also, unfortunately, saw a lot of girlfriends over the holidays, and they had so many complaints about dating and relationships yeah. and what they're faced with and how there's just not quality men out there. Yeah. And it's sad and they don't know what's going to change or happen. But I thought of a solution in addition to changing my occupation. I am swiping in Miami. Since I'm going oh, yeah, home totally. for the holidays, I'm like, maybe I will start swiping. You've create, done that before and totally. I think that's good. But I'm going for like nine days or whatever it is. Yeah. No, it's probably eight days, seven days. I don't know. But I'm going and I feel like it's a good time. It's like yeah. kind of cuffing season and like yeah. people want to go on dates during this time. So I'm like, crucial. Totally. Swipe And you never Miami. know. You could be swiping with someone that's visiting in Miami and then goes back to LA too. So you well, just never know. I feel like I'm going to go to Miami. have already started the conversation. Go on a couple dates with them while I'm there. Make them fall in love and then convince them to move with me. Perfect. Or we'll do long distance and it's like they live where, where my parents live. So like exactly. it's not the worst thing in the world. Not at all. Great. Um, yeah, you guys, Turkey Day was amazing for me. I wait all year for this holiday. I made stuffing. I think I made one, two, three, four, five, five batches of stuffing. Whoa. Because like throughout, I had a couple of Thanksgivings, like Friendsgiving and then another. Anyway, I made like a million batches and it's so good. Um, I... You know, you know, and then the next day after Thanksgiving, like, I woke up with my guy and we're like, you know, most people are like, let's, like, just have a little coffee and then we'll go have leftovers later. No, we had um, Roscoe's chicken and waffles. Like, that's what we had for breakfast. How was it? So good. And then we had had leftovers. You've never? Oh, my God. God almighty, I can't be friends with you. I mean, I'm, I'm taking other there. things. I'm taking you there for your birthday. Oh, yes. Um, and it's so friggin' good. And then I just, I mean, I basically ate like an asshole, um, which is amazing. I wait all year. I, like, literally stretch my stomach. I, like, do physical stretches and stuff and, like, get ready for, it's so good. It's my favorite. Um, and it's like it kicks off the holidays, and I'm, I have had my Christmas decorations up for, like, a couple weeks now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I had a really good time, like, getting closer with my guy guys like friends and I just think that they're very sweet and welcoming and they don't have to be that way and I just appreciate it I went to the USC game on Saturday and it rained but I kind of liked it because it felt like fall football and yeah. we had amazing seats and um, the people that hooked us up with the seats are friends with my guy and his wife the guy that works for USC's wife is like it feels good to meet somebody and feel like we're going to be really good friends. Like, she's awesome, and I just like that feeling of, like, I just already can tell, like, there's a connection there. So it was fun. I had a great Thanksgiving. That is lovely. Wait, but also I think that you need to tell everyone about how you tried to set me up. 
Oh, yeah, that too. So there's been a, a, I tried to set her up at the USC game with some guy that's like, do you have any single friends? I'm like, yes, I do. And like pulled up Jen's Instagram. And um, like a good Jewish mother. Yeah, I did. I was like, look at this one. Oh, look at this one. Then I showed the one of you with the um, Pokemon ball in between your face. Oh, my God. I was like, look at this one. He was like, whoa. I was like, she was just being funny. She doesn't take pictures like that. And then there was a guy at the grocery store and he was really tall. And I think he might have been Jewish. He was dark. He had dark hair. And I literally looked up next to him and was like ah oh, shit I gotta ooh, I want to ask him out for Jen but it was like awkward I was gonna be like are you single because my friend is for my friend and then I was gonna pull up your picture I just felt I got scared I'm not gonna get scared next time no it was a run through okay, and now do you it. know now like, what you it. would be armed with like I'm gonna do it phone pointing yeah do it. It's like a an action. Like I'm bend gonna, yeah. and snap. Bend You're just snap, like grab like, phone and phone push. and point and yeah. say you yeah. her together. That exact gesture yep. that you guys who are listening can't see. It's fine. That's fine. It's X-rated. It was a finger in a hole. Okay, there you go. Um, but guys, we're actually going to pack up our emotional baggage and meet our favorite celebrities in baggage That's claim. That's right. Glee star Naya Rivera files for divorce after two years of marriage. I can't say that I'm surprised. I mean, wasn't she like engaged to somebody else and then they broke up and then she got pregnant like a week later and then was engaged and then I'm just like, That okay. is sort of the timeline. But um, yeah, she was engaged to Big Sean who then, when they split, he then ended up with Ariana Pony, Grande. With exactly, Pony. Pony. And then she ended up with this guy, Ryan Dorsey, who apparently, though, she knew for four years prior. So it's not like it was just like a shotgun wedding. Yeah. I mean, it kind of was, but they had known each other. They had a history. So I guess timing really is everything, and then it isn't, because it brought them together because they knew each other prior to her being with Big Sean, but then they split. I wonder why they split. I think even though you might have known each other for a long time, sometimes when you know each other in a certain capacity, that's how maybe, not that you're meant to know each other that way, but that doesn't mean it propels you into a romantic relationship faster, but that doesn't always mean that that's the best no. path to travel into. Well, they have a one-year-old child. They did so. that pretty quickly. I would say, guys, that if you get married quickly, you should probably give it a few years to make sure it's really solid until before you, you go knock someone up. Until you bring another human life into the picture. Right. Maybe, that like, give it a second. But I'm sure it probably... I mean, who knows if that was planned or not, who but knows. whatever. For the sake of the child, I hope they work it out somehow. Speaking of work, 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 Britney Spears, she likes to pick up her boyfriends on the job. Well, I mean, it's very convenient. I mean, I guess it is, but she is now spotted out with Sam Asgari. I don't know how to say his name. He's pretty hot. He's in the slumber party video. And they've been taking pictures and matching t-shirts. And she's been sticking her tongue out in the photos all cute like Brian Howie likes. Um, she always does that. I, just, I think She's very stunted, I believe. I she's like immature Anyway, so now she's seeing with this scene with this guy. And she just split with the Charlie Ebersol guy. And they were dating for like eight months. And she just sort of like, I don't know, doing her thing, I guess. Little... I was thinking about her, actually. Because she's already got two kids. It's not yeah. like she's like on a race to have more kids. So like now she's 34. She's been married. Yeah. She's got her kids. Like, she can kind of date and just do her thing. And she is Britney Spears. I mean, she's not who she was in the 90s, but she's still Britney Spears. Yeah, but apparently that doesn't even make for, like, success because the guy she actually had a crush on prior to this guy, like, wasn't into her. Yeah, I don't know. So being famous doesn't make everyone into you. No, I think because then once you get to know who the person is, maybe you're like, um, I think you might shave your head tomorrow. And I don't know how that makes me feel. Well, we have a friend that dated her for like just a very brief moment. that's right. And he said it was impossible to have a conversation with her. So maybe that's it. Um, 
But other people are having success. Um, Mark Ballas from Dancing with the Stars married his girlfriend, B.C. Jean. I'm sorry, is your name B.C.? No, I had to look it up because it was frustrating me because those letters don't even make sense together. It's not like J.R. or like J.P., like people name people. What the fuck is B.C.? Brittany Jean Carlson, but she made her like singer-songwriter name B.C. Jean. It's cooler. She wrote the song, um, If I Were a Boy, that Beyonce made yeah. famous. Oh, so okay. that's her claim to fame. Okay. But they had a really cute wedding. They did. It looked very cute. There. Yeah. All of the Dancing with the Stars people and um, David Tatera, the wedding designer guy, did their wedding. So it was super cute. Yeah. It looked like a cute theme. It was like a circusy type theme or something. Very bohemian. Yeah. Very boho. Totally. It was very cute. I didn't even really know he was dating. Like it was, it's hard to tell who those Dancing with the Stars people were with because everyone they're dancing with, they seem like they're fucking in love with. So you're like, are you with that dancing person or are you with, do you have a boyfriend or guy? I don't know. It's very hard to tell, but now we know these two. All I know is that I want Val Chmierkovsky to date me. Sorry, the guy that I'm with. <laughs> um, I actually sent you a picture of him the other day on I know, Instagram. With the People magazine or something posted oh my a photo. God, I was like, so fucking there's Lauren's mm. dream husband. I would die if I saw him. And the guy that you're dating. I too. thought I would die if I saw him on a dating app. Well, I'll keep my eyes open. Maybe he's on the dating app that we are, are about to talk yeah, about. Yeah. Uh, guys. If you've ever played Fuck, Mary Kill, mm-hmm. there's now a dating app for that. Mm-hmm. Genius. We should have thought of that. I don't know why we didn't. Oh, my Maybe God. Maybe because we're not developers. Oh, but that's okay. That's okay. You can hire those people. Yeah. Maybe I could marry one. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so Fuck, Mary Kill um, presents you with three options. You need to label them either Fuck, Mary, or Kill. <laughs> but now the problem is, is if you have three options and three are good, sadly, you have to kill one of them, which is kind of weird and creepy. I know. I know. I don't really understand how that works because, uh, I don't know. I guess it it sort of is a good idea because then it helps you, like, focus on who you're swiping on and, like, why you're you're there. Like, you know, you never know. Like, is this person on a dating app because they want to have sex or because they want to date? And I guess that sort of, like, helps classify what you're doing. But I don't really know. Yeah, the killed off part is kind of creepy and I don't really understand point of that part, except for that it's the third part of the game, so they kind of have to have it there. I mean, there have been times I've swiped and I've like, oh, I've made faces where it looks like I want someone to not be in existence. Right. Mm. The nicest way possible. Well, Um, you guys were about to have Alex Worley come in here, and I really just quickly want to play a song to get us in the mood because she is an empowerista and I want like an empowering woman song and I mean listen I'm a little partial to songs in the 90s of like rap and R&B and I think Ladies Night with Lil Kim and DeBrat and Missy Elliott this was one of my all time favorite I mean, songs it's for so a very good. Long time. I think we should play it and listen to it and I think that you guys at home should download it and you know dance to it and get like empowered feel like yeah feel empowered yeah because we're all ladies yeah listen give it a listen yeah guys um yeah because if you say it's on then it's on that's right oh, look at you all right yes ladies Sassy night pans. everyone download it and get ready to empower yourself with you ladies go out have a drink and do your thing because we have alex Worley in the studio hello. hi thanks for having me love the throwback song i mean right. hello. major throwback major throwback yeah, it's thursday you gotta yeah it, good 
Nice one. Good call. That was on about purpose. That. It was on you purpose, guys, guys. We met Alex at AfterBuzz TV, and now she's on the other side. How do you feel Ooh, being on the first other side? Time. I love it. Yeah, I love the way things come full circle. I know. Obviously. And we always have to stay in touch and work together because we ladies like to empower each other and we support each other, right? We are stronger together. That's yeah, right. what I like to say. Yes. No, I, seriously, I have had so many amazing collaborations with fellow women and yeah. I've seen it firsthand. And it's fun because, Jen, you and I literally met the day after I moved to L.A. <laughs> and we were co- Are you serious? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I showed up at After Buzz the day after I moved to L.A. two and a half years ago. And we were co-hosts for a show, which was super, super fun. So it's fun how we've stayed in touch and yeah. you know, mm-hmm. yeah. go to different events together and stuff. I know and I'm here. Yay! Yay. So okay, fun. so tell us about Empowerista. This is like a major thing. It's lovely. It's wonderful. And everyone needs to know about it. Yeah. Thank you. So it's a media movement and mentorship program, I like to call it. And so on the media movement side, we do weekly interviews with badass ladies mm-hmm. who are making moves in L.A. And we also do blog posts and are very active on social media. And then we have networking events to connect amazing ladies. And then we also do mentoring for women who are, you know, looking to build their yeah. purposeful career. Uh, but it's amazing because literally it just started on Instagram. Like uh, one day I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start this inspirational account. And I had, yeah. you know, a bunch of inspirational quotes. And then all of a sudden it was organically building. And there were all these branches that were shooting out from that. So it's really cool to see how it's just kind of organically evolved. Well, I think that you just hit like the nail on the head with something that people are really like thirsty for. And it's clearly starting. It could have just been something that you kept on Instagram and like people could have scrolled through, through their feed and seen like inspirational quotes and stuff. But people get a hold of something like that that's like really great and empowering and they like want to build it bigger which is the whole point of it anyway which you know what I mean like to build to build yeah absolutely you know we have a value that everyone has a purpose here and everyone's meant to do something great so I think people are searching for that and so when they find something that helps them and find women that want to help them that's really impactful and yeah one of our core values is we can work together and and be stronger together and I think that's really important especially when like there's you know kind of like bullying and and women just have a bad rap for being catty with each other and not wanting to see the other come up and like it's just girls I think have like this bad reputation for being bitches yeah yeah toward each other and I think it's the media especially that teaches us that we should compete and Mm -hmm. there's not enough to go around and you see the same thing with guys and in the dating world too like oh there aren't enough great guys there are plenty of great guys there are plenty of great jobs there is just enough to go around in general you know but the media doesn't like to tell us that (laughs) no I think that people focus on yeah and of course there's always going to be a bitchy girl who's like super competitive and not but there's guys like that too when I think yeah yeah I think the like the the societal myth that that is a thing, which it of course it can always be. can always yeah. be a thing, but it's also not as big of a thing I think as people make I it agree. out to be. Yeah, I totally agree. So the one on one mentoring sessions that you do, yeah, like tell us a little bit more about that. Like, how do you? How does one like reach out to you for that? What what do you do in those little meetings? I'm extremely accessible. You can just email me, alex.emparista at gmail.com or hit okay. me up on social media. And I especially deal with women, work with women who are building a purposeful platform. Typically, they're millennials and they have a message that they want to share. And so I help them come up with their storytelling and their messaging. Mm-hmm. And then also the execution, because it's one thing to have an idea, but then it's another thing to monetize it yeah. and to take tangible steps 
steps to actually execute it as right. well. And obviously you've been successful with the Empowerista thing. As you said, you started out on Instagram and now look where it is. So that's they're, they're obviously taking some great advice. So what is like, you know, you always learn through things that you teach. So when you're teaching or helping or expressing whatever with these women on the one-on-one sessions, like what do you think is a valuable lesson that you feel like either keeps coming up or that you share with them? Something that's stuck with you. Yeah, I think a common theme is so often we want to just fit in, you know, Mm -hmm. because we all have a deep need to belong. And so we just want to fit in and we want to kind of do what other people are doing that has made them successful. But really you need to stand out. It's like what makes you super unique? What's that special flavor? We all have it. Yeah. Um, And so it's really finding that and embracing that because that's ultimately what's going to help you connect with your audience or your tribe, as I like to say. Yeah, I like that. So where did this even come from within you because you know you've done pageants you've been a host and those are like kind of solo jobs like someone one person wins the pageant you know yeah so what during your whole path to where you are now like led you to actually start Empowerista yeah you know I think sisterhood has been a common theme for me that's been really important because yeah even though one person wins the pageant it's still a group of yes. women that are coming together and honestly the nicest girls end up winning you know which like, is great being a mean girl that's doesn't help you get ahead we always say in pageantry that we're complete competing together not against each other which is right. totally a pageant thing to say <laughs> but it's true but and can- I but you can look at it that way. Yeah. If you can be, it's just like we're saying, you can be one of those girls who's catty and bitchy and you can get into the pageant and you can be like, I'm out for myself and I want to win and I'm sure that happens. But for the most part, it's probably so much more fun and less pressure totally. and more relaxing to feel like you're all in it together and whoever wins is going to win anyway. Yeah. And I think that's just a life thing in general. Yeah. Like the only person you're competing against is yourself. So right. if you can embrace the people that are in your field, whether it's hosts, whether it is pageantry, I grew up as a dancer, um, my parents were divorced, and so sometimes I was with my dad, of course, but then when I was with my mom, it was an all-female household. So, you know, yeah. just sisterhood has been such a big part of my life, and I really, really have seen firsthand how powerful it is when we come together and we encourage each other. I mean, going back to pageants for a second, um, I roomed with Miss Iowa okay. at the Miss USA competition, and then we had the same directors, so we prepared for the Miss USA competition together, and we were accountability partners. You know, we would call each other every day and be like, did you work out today? And yeah. and then, you know, confess like, oh, my gosh, I had Chinese food. I'm so bad. <laughs> like, tomorrow's a new day. That's you know, but great. we're like accountability partners. So we really, really helped each other. That That's helps awesome. to have that, I think, to have like someone. You need it. I am not great, like, just confessing a personal thing. Like, I'm not as good by myself as I am part of a team. Like, I don't like that. I like feeling like I'm part of something like that. I can, I don't know because I think of that accountability or just because of support or like, I'm not good at everything. Right. Like, I'm not. So, like, someone else might have to be good at that, and I'll be good at the other thing or whatever. Like, I just feel like, even in a relationship and with friends, like, I just feel like it's, I would always try, I think I try and find that, like, team aspect yeah. to something because I it's you know. just more fun to do things with people yeah. and to come up together and to have, have joint success and I feel like because you have that person to share it with like it's kind of like how people even as single people will say um I w- I have all the success but I have no one to share it with yeah. I think success is only valuable or exciting or beautiful when you can share it with somebody because yeah. somebody else can like be like wow man and cheer you on and vice versa and it's just like a great 
And then you get to give the things from your success to people. And I think that is like an empowering thing, too, to be able to share and then keep it cyclically building. And I think, I don't know, I just, I it's all about what you talk about. And I think it makes so much sense. People need to focus on it, I think. Yeah. No, at the end of the day, I feel like life is about relationships, you know. And it yeah. doesn't matter, to your point, Jen, how successful you are if you don't have meaningful relationships. And that doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship. It could be friends or family or whatever it is but that's what it's about it's about sharing life together Mm -hmm. at work and at home you know now you actually do share your life let's talk about (laughs) with someone i knew this was coming of course it's complicated except not for you but maybe it was at some point oh it definitely was very complicated what you husband? tell us about what was complicated tell us, how it all worked yeah tell out. us the story and tell us about yes. how it's complicated because i think people let me just say yeah. this i think people get an idea of they see pictures on social media or they see people in having a life or whatever and they think i'm by myself in a problem i'm having or is this normal and i think that it's normal to have bumps in the road or whatever like i'm not saying you did or didn't have that but tell us about oh, your no, journey we definitely had bumps in the road i want to hear like life is complicated so of course your relationships are going to get complicated and just to tell you guys our story in a nutshell um i met my now husband charlie when we were 18 years old oh we were boy in the same hometown and he went to the private schools i went to the public schools we knew of each other all of high school but didn't really um, make a connection until summer going into college like perfect time to meet somebody yeah, right? the love of your life like he's going to minnesota i'm going to university of wisconsin um but we did we hit it off right away we really hit it off right away we ended up dating all four years of college and then after college uh, we got jobs in separate cities and so we were at this you know cross point where we're like do we make this work and then in the back of our minds we're so young so we're like we haven't even dated other people so we broke up and we broke up for like three years (gasps) in total there was a little back and forth there for a little bit but total it was like three years that we broke up did you meet anybody else I dated other people and one boyfriend in particular was a fairly serious boyfriend and but yeah definitely dated for those three years was he always in the back of your mind though like when you had the serious boyfriend yeah yeah he was always in the back of my mind and vice versa but we we say that we were we totally got over each other like we were over each other and we didn't need each other like it wasn't a need but there at the end of the day when we were both single again and some time had gone by and we got to know ourselves as individuals a little bit more and what we wanted we still wanted each other it's like we didn't need each other but we still wanted each other you know that sounds very healthy yeah very healthy (laughs) and also very like i think that people get they have a fear of letting go because they're like what's it going to be like without this person and you guys found like you trusted in whatever was meant to be and went off did your own thing and came back when you were like a better version of yourself so that you could then cultivate the real connection that you did obviously have from the 18 year old kids that met you know yeah i think what's meant to be always pans out so if you're in a relationship if if you're young or if you have questions if you feel like you need to go down a different path like i think you have to honor that you have to go Mm -hmm. with your gut and whatever's meant to be is going to turn out and nothing's necessarily final either because i think a lot of people stay in bad relationships because they're so afraid or just stay in a relationship because they're so afraid that if they let go that person's going to go find someone else so instead of saying they should probably find someone else or maybe they should find someone else and then realize other people aren't that great and come back 
they're just like stifling yeah. the situation right. because of like kind of like possessiveness or like the ego it, or mm-hmm. fear. It's hard to let go of the reins and know that it's going to hurt and that especially if it's comfortable. Yeah, right. Right. change change is hard. And anytime you break up with someone, even if it's the right decision, it's like a mini death. You yeah. know, it's like you grieve that loss of that relationship. But mm-hmm. um, but sometimes it's necessary, and sometimes you won't get back together, and that's okay too. You know, mm-hmm. because you're going to meet somebody else fabulous. So. Yeah, yeah. So you guys. Okay, you were single or dating other people for three years. Yeah. And then how did you actually reconnect? Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. Um, we just, you know what? We kind of always stayed in touch. Like every few months we would have a little catch-up phone chat. Um, and then we would like text every once in a while. And then it was when we were both single when Charlie was like, hey, let's get together. I'm going to come to your city and I'd like to take you out. <gasps> yeah. Cute. You guys both are so funny. Uh, okay, but then how long? So then it kind of went from there. How long did you guys date before he proposed? I think it was a couple years again, but total six years. Because it was four years in college. Oh, got And it. then okay. like three years off. And then it was another couple years okay. before we got engaged. That's the cutest Really story. cute. Oh, how did he propose? You. Yeah. Um, we were at Sundance Film Festival and we went skiing and we were at the top of a mountain and he got down on a knee <gasps> and said sweet things and then proposed. But it was really funny because I kind of had a feeling it was going to happen because we had talked about sure. it. I had picked up my ring. So I was like, hello, this <laughs> yeah. is going to happen right. sometime Just soon. a matter of time. Yeah. <laughs> and I know him well enough to know that he would want it to be in a special location and we sure. only had one trip planned it was yeah. Sundance and um, I could tell he was getting nervous and so we literally had just gone down the mountain one time and he's like hey do you want to get a beer and I was like we just started skiing yeah. and you already want to get a beer oh my yeah. God. did he, he just want to get it over he just with? wanted to take the edge off yes. before he before he proposed because he was so nervous Aww. but it was adorable so we had like a nice little beer buzz and then he proposed and just made it all that much better that's so cute <laughs> you guys are very cute and yeah. you guys are very cute together we've seen them together and spent some time with them and you guys oh, just have like you. a really great friendship too like it's yeah. it seems easy for you too yeah we have a nice friendship um we're both in the entertainment industries and kind of entrepreneurial in spirit and so it's nice that we share that that we have we have commonality on a passion and purpose level I think so that is that good that lot. you guys do something similar or yeah. could it be like I know some people are like oh you can't have two of the same kind of personality in the house like there's not enough room for both yeah there's pros and cons I think it's nice that what we do is different enough like yeah. he's more of a sports. comedian and he and does sports, sports. yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas I have Empowerista and when I do hosting it's more of the entertainment kind um, so anyways I think it's different enough but yeah every once in a while I mean sometimes we're like both workaholics so that yeah. doesn't work very well um, but I think there are more positives because yeah. if you're doing something unconventional I think you need somebody that at least understands that. That's a good and point. That is a great I, point. I, I think it's hard to um, have someone understand that if they're not in it to a certain extent themselves. Right, sure. Um, Plus, we sort of work all hours, like, uh, in entertainment and, like, yeah. as hosts or whatever it is. Like, I, last night I was supposed to go on a date, but I was like, I'm sorry, I need to work on my outline for tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to cancel. Yeah. yeah. And I just wanted to be on the couch and I wanted to prep in peace and read all the stories that we were gonna talk about and, you know, like write more questions for you and it was like that's really where my like night is gonna be tonight yeah Yeah, that's where your heart was at and I don't think somebody that's not in the business would be like when 
why are you working at night? Like, like you would rather be working than hanging out with me. To yeah. Understand. Yeah. But if you get it and you and Charlie do like little funny shorts together, yeah. like he might get then you might be like, you know what? I'm going to like finish up this script right now or something. And he's like, listen, yeah, sometimes I want to do the same thing. Yeah. You guys did a really funny one. I loved the one where you were the, um, the karma operator. Oh, yeah. Karma credits. <laughs> funny or die. You, you guys it out. look it up. It's Aww. freaking hysterical. You're Alex plays like a phone operator that's like karma you're like karma yeah, yeah, yeah and you're like well i'm sorry last time you you told that woman off so you're getting billed or whatever i don't yeah, know like basically if you could buy things with karma yes. you know that of credit, is it's karma but i need to see that one my favorite one is when i think it's charlie is like the like the boardroom guy yeah he's in the boardroom <laughs> and he says oh he yeah says completely inappropriate things and it, it's like so funny it's so funny. You guys are hysterical. You are. Oh, How is it working together, like, yeah. in the room? It's good. It's good. We don't work together that much, but it's funny because you know the five love languages. Yes. Are you guys familiar? I don't know if you've we talked ju- about it I just talked about. Not. I just talked about it with a couple that is my guy's friends, and I know that the guy that I am with is yeah. a... Um, the one that's the actions guy. What is that? Acts of kindness. Acts of service. Oh, service. That is Acts of him. service. Acts yeah. of service. So, so the reason why I brought it up is because I was asking Charlie what his is, and I guess this would probably fall under acts of service. But he literally said, "He's like, I feel most loved when you're helping me with work." Oh. <laughs> oh. I was like, you "Wow, that makes him. my life really easy." Yeah, because like, all the. Um, he'll ask me for feedback all the time. Like, what do you think about this edit of that's this sketch? That's cute. That's or, nice. You know, so we'll help each other a lot and sometimes collaborate on projects. Um, so apparently that's how he feels most well. Okay, <gasps> but wait, I have a question. So you, because I don't know, I need to read it or look more into it, yeah. but I think it's a very interesting concept. Um, so you figure out who what you are like I'm yeah. I'm the verbal one what's the verbal one um, words of affirmation so yes. yeah I think I have the memorized words of affirmation gifts mm-hmm. physical touch acts of service I think the uh, other one's presence quality time that one quality yeah. time I that's, am that's what I a am. mixture of physical touch and words of affirmation and uh, usually you do have one or two yeah, yeah. and I feel like I love the fact that he is an act the actions one the acts of service yeah but sometimes i'm like but can you say it out loud like then so does that mean that you want them to give you the one that you are yeah so that is how that works so i would say mine is um words of affirmation and um quality time or i like i like the acts of service a lot um so usually you are also like what you would give to someone else. But that's what I prefer. I prefer okay. words. I know I'm loved when you say I love you. Mm-hmm. Yes, you could lie, but I, that's how I interpret your truth. But so yeah. But yeah. then I actually show love with gifts. Yeah. Oh, interesting. So, okay. That's interesting. Because usually you show the one that you right. like. And that's why it's so important to know what your partner likes. Because you may be like, oh, I love af- words of affirmation. So I'm going to tell you I love you. And they're like, I don't feel loved. So you need yeah. to know what they You need to adjust like. to, what, so, to what they yeah. need. Right. So vice versa. You have to learn each other and how each other learns See, how the other feels. He wants words of affirmation. Because I think he needs to know, just based on like past experiences, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he, he actually told me me last night that um he said there are things in my past that like like communication wise or word wise that I were said to me in a way that made me feel 
not good. Mm-hmm. And you say those very same words. He said even the same word and it makes me, but you use it in a way that makes me feel good. Aww. And it's very, he said, it's very strange that I can pinpoint exact words. And he said he felt like he put it out into the universe that he wanted that. And it like went like slapped him in the face. <gasps> he says it's, I wanted to ask you like what words, but I'm like, just leave it alone. But oh, yeah, so but I, so I think he likes the words of affirmation, yeah. although he's not a words of affirmation guy. Well, maybe it's his second one. I know that's like... why, but then, but it's all part of communicating. So yeah. if he knows that that's what I want, then I think he will start. Doing yeah, that, well, that, yeah. I think exactly about communication and the fact that they have created these five lo- love languages. Yeah, if everybody knew them and had the conversation about like which one are you from the start, like I almost might put it in my dating app profile. Like this is <gasps> me, smart. Yeah. Send gifts. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this address actually gifts is not my thing, but I love giving gifts. Oh, but course, I think yeah. the reason I think they're all a little they blur. Yeah, for yeah. me, giving gifts is my acts of service. I'll do all the things too for acts of service. But it's also, to me, it shows a sign of being thoughtful, which yep. is why I take notes and what people want all year long. Like, to me, it's just also... It takes time. Yeah. It takes time, which is why I need the fancy gift wrapping paper, oh, that's Lauren. True. That's true. She I wants me to go to the 99 cent store and just whip something up. I'm like, nah, <laughs> nah. Well. It needs to be gold and shiny like my personality. Okay. <laughs> Wait, Alex, what are you? I would say quality time. Okay. Quality time. Um, like when you're helping Charlie edit? No, no, I am very much so like a deliberate. I want you to sit across from me. I want you to stare me in my eyes and my soul. And I want to have deep conversation. I like that. I'm a very one on one, like, quality conversation. Could that be why you have one on ones with Empowerist? Yeah, absolutely. No, I love having meaningful conversations. That's how you connect. And the best way to get Charlie to do that is to go on walks. Like, apparently, girls were very much so like, I want to, you know, sit down and chat forever. But guys are more like, I want to be side by side and active yeah so that's how i get him to open up and to have deep conversations with me they, we they, go that's for where walks. you that's where you have <laughs> tough conversations too is when you're walking okay really yes i think there's something to it some science or something also the fresh air and just being like one with Mobile nature and, yeah. um and also like no one's gonna run away there are no, there's no big crowd <laughs> yeah, around yeah, yeah, like you're yeah. just like you're connecting you're doing an activity so you're also not just like angry and you're kind of getting your endorphins yeah. going right. and like there so it's it's just apparently the best way to have tough conversations yeah so. uh, i, I like to that I like that you discovered that too. Yeah, no, it took a little bit. You're like, let's go on a walk. Yeah. He'll be like, why? Why are we walking? <laughs> like, we need a walk. He's on to me now. Yeah. And sometimes on a Saturday or Sunday morning, I'll be like, oh, let's sit down and have coffee. And he'll be like, how about a walk? Oh, <laughs> my God, I love it. Um, That's cute. Okay, wait, I have a question about the pageant thing too, since oh, yeah. we were talking about that. So, how was it like, was it more nerve wracking to like be in the pageant or to be hosting the pageant? Because you hosted the same pageant oh, you were uh, in. Right? Yeah, yes. The Miss USA pageant. Yeah. They were nerve-wracking in a different way. When I competed, I was 21 years old, mm. senior in college. So I had never been in the spotlight before. So just the idea of being on national television scared me to death. Sure. Um, but then when I hosted it in 2015, there was a lot of controversy going on. Because yes. at the time, Donald Trump owned it, enough uh-huh. said. Um, so because of that, there was a lot of pressure. It was in the news. Mm-hmm. And so I knew like all eyes were on me and that's the kind of thing that if you screw up you're gonna go viral totally so there was a lot of pressure literally a couple hours before the pageant i was having like a mini panic attack (gasps) what did you do did you how'd you get over 
favorite. I kid you not, I for probably two hours was just sitting there and breathing so deeply, like really channeling my yoga breath and yeah. taking like five second breaths in and five second breaths out. I get it. I swear I got myself high. Yeah, I bet you did. From the breathing. You can. You can do that. You totally can. It's like too much oxygen where it like takes you up a little bit. I'm not even kidding you because by the time I walked on stage, I just had like the good amount of jitters. You were floating. But I was like totally fine. I was like, yeah, I got this. Oh my God. Let's do it. How great because you could have been otherwise and then you're fucked because you're like, I'm here and I have nowhere to go. Had I gone on two hours earlier before I did the breathing, I would have been screwed. Oh my God. And your energy as the host of that has to empower the girl. It does. To feel comfortable and to do their best work. That's what I was going to say. Being up there and like, did you have, was there like a moment? Because you connect with people, like you just said, like I like to sit and look in people's eyes. So did you have moments where you're on stage and like you just felt like an unspoken language, like you're about to ask the girls a question. You just look them in the eye like, I got you, girl. I totally get. I get where you're at. Just hold on tight and go. Absolutely. I think what makes a good host is being present. Yeah. Everybody's got their own unique flavor and style, but I think you have to be super present. And what's cool in that show is it's not about the host it's about the girls yeah. and I think that that's a mistake that could easily have been made is to be like I'm the host of Miss USA check me out you know but it's not about you and so and you look better as a host when you make it about the girls and they're really really interesting stories yeah yeah. That takes the pressure off, too. Oh, totally. You're like, totally. it's not about me. Nobody's yeah, don't looking look at, at me. me. Look at this hot girl. <laughs> I always feel like that, like, I get, like, nervous when I'm, like, inside. I've been in, like, a million weddings. And I'm like, oh, I'm walking down the aisle. And I'm standing there. And I'm, like, holding the flowers. And I'm like, nobody's looking at yeah. me. No. Yeah. It's the bride. Like, I'm not that I would ever think that anyway. But it's just, like, you get nervous that, like, of I don't course. know what. Well, but, you also don't want to screw up their wedding. Like, right. I felt like I was going to fall at my cousin's wedding. It was going to be a whole scene. And then mm. I was like... That would be funny, actually. It would, it would make be funny. Everyone and else look way more normal. And nobody's paying attention to me. Like, right. sometimes I have to tell myself that. Like, nobody really fucking cares. Just do your thing and nobody's really like you're in your head more yeah. than anyone else. It's else's. funny how we can psych ourselves Ugh. out about things that are most likely never going to happen. Totally. I'm the worst at that. Yeah, it's like no, a I weird totally final destination too. for life where yeah. we're like watching yeah. catastrophe happening and it doesn't happen. Yeah, like yeah. the full-fledged conversations you have with someone in the shower and then you get out of the shower and you're like pissed off and you're like I just had a fight with somebody that didn't even occur. <laughs> they weren't there. They didn't even know. Didn't even happen. How oh, I've had that? it psyched myself out now I'm mad at this person and I don't even know why oh yeah so going back to the pageant thing real fast Mm -hmm. did you have a favorite or were you like I love you all were you like a proud mom Oh, man. I mean, I was a little partial to Wisconsin. Wisconsin. But there definitely were some girls that had that it factor that really stood out. And actually, the girl who won Oklahoma that year and the first runner-up, Texas, I immediately noticed them. Really? Yeah, I definitely was like, you know, the first time I was in rehearsal, you know, looking all around and be like, all right, who do I think is going to be the next Miss USA? And there's just certain girls that just carry themselves with like a little extra oomph and presence. It's a real thing. That it factor is a real thing. absolutely. And that's what Miss USA say really comes down to um, but it was really fun being on that side of things too because I got to see kind of the behind the scenes like you know what do they really look for um, and it's a very very fair process but the people who were not a part of picking the top 15 we had a little bet going like who did oh. we think was going to be in the top five and that kind of thing so that were was, you right was fun. mostly I was mostly right I was mostly right I love it yeah love it now how can we empower our single people listening and watching today? Like, you you have all the tools. You have one-on-ones. But how can we tell the entire web how do you community? Date, how do you date like an empowering Yeah. Stuff? 
So I think it comes down to if you want to attract a 10, you have to be a 10. Meaning, and I don't mean that in like a shallow, surfacey way. Sure. And certainly if you haven't like attracted your dream guy yet, it doesn't mean that you're not a 10, you know? Like mm-hmm. these things take time, of course. But I think that, um, and first of all, not everyone wants to be in a serious monogamous relationship and that's okay too. But if you do want to attract a great guy and be in a monogamous relationship in the meantime, I just say work on yourself, like work on your own confidence and work on just being an amazing catch and you're going to attract an amazing catch. And it all comes down to confidence. Like if you know you're a great catch, then they're going to know you're a great catch. If you treat yourself with respect, they're going to treat you with respect. Yeah. And I think you have to continue to do that in while you're dating as well like it's not like okay well now I met the guy and now we've chose each other so it's like I am in you know I met a guy and we dated for a while and it was a slow process and now it's getting more serious but you I still have to be that girl I still have to be the like girl that i was when I was like, I want to show him a certain, I mean, who I found my, you know, on the side anyway, like before, like you're saying, you got to find yourself first. Like you can't just sort of let it go to the wayside. You have to continue to. And now that I'm married, I still want to be that girl, even more so for myself though. You know what I mean? Like you have to, first and foremost, you have to want to be your best for yourself. Mm -hmm. And then, and then of course for your partner too. And it's not, don't get me wrong. It's not to say that you can't be messy sometimes. Like Trust me, my yeah. my husband has seen the worst of me, and I don't always have it all together. And right. I like ugly girl cry in front of him sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that's okay too. That's real and authentic. But um, but as long as you're striving to be your best self, I think that's great advice. Yeah, I'm still stuck on the you know if you want a ten, you have to be a ten, mm-hmm. and obviously not in looks, but like in who you that's are. Yeah, I don't picture. mean in the shallow right. way. No, like I love the, it all over. Personality. I think yeah. that is your next empowerista post. Oh. Oh, I like it. I'm into it. I okay. think we turn it we'll into a it. meme and just make it go <laughs> big Viral. time. Mm-hmm. Like do it. This episode. So where can people follow you, find you, stalk you, make an appointment with you? <laughs> yeah. Um, Instagram is a good place to start because, you know, I love those inspirational quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, at Empowerista. Twitter at Alex Worley. Facebook Empowerista. AlexWorley.com. Let's chat. Chat. Oh my God, I love stalk. it. And mm-hmm. I'm sure you will be hit up after this because... You have empowered us today. Oh, you thank definitely you. have. Thanks for bringing yeah. me in. I love you, girls. Love oh, you. We, love we are going to be going to your event. Tell everyone quickly Yay! that you have an event. Yeah. yeah, holiday party coming up at Ceremony Meditation. We're going to do some yoga. We're going to do some meditation. We're just going to de-stress, and it's going to be a good old time. <sighs> Can't wait. I'm excited for it. We're on the list, guys. Mm-hmm. So Yes, mm-hmm. you are. It's going to be amazing. Thank you so much for thank joining you. us today. Thank you. So fun. Yeah, and you guys, tune in next week for the authors. Uh, we have the our guests are the authors of This Is Why You're Single. <laughs> I need to find out. Um, yeah, and don't forget to follow us on social media at Complicated Show and tune in to our YouTube show, Two Drunk Girls, um, for your entertainment news with booze. Yeah, and guys, we deliver this content to you for free every week, um, and we know that you have so many shows to choose from, so we thank you for coming back to ours. You are either watching on AfterBuzz TV, listening on iTunes, or on the Acast app, so thank you for listening, and also please tell a friend. That's right, you guys, and while you're at it, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes 
iTunes and Acast. And, you know, catch up on all of our episodes because we've got things happening. Oh, yeah. And um, maybe you missed a great episode or a little tidbit. That's a gem. We love hearing from you guys, too. So keep the comments coming. And where can we find you, Jen? Oh, hello. I am at Jennifer Golden. That's Jennifer with one N and one F for you weirdos that (laughs) like to add the extra F. Um, You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and my website. That's right. And I'm Lauren Leonelli, and you can find me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and my website. All right, you guys, thank you so much. We will see you next week. Thank you again, Alex. And we love you a long time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. No, one that I want. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.